This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Gunjan Bardwaj. He is the CEO and founder of a company called Inoplexus. Now, he's got a lot of experience. He's been an advisor to government in big pharma and future management and in digital. He teaches at B-Schools as a keynote speaker and is published in many scientific and management journals, co-authored a book, and focuses and writes for editorial boards of scientific journals. Gunjan, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. Good. Okay, tell us what Inoplexus does and what's your business model? How do you make money? Inoplexus crawls the entire digital universe of life science and then meshes this external information to draw out relevant insights and to provide continuous decision support to decision makers in hospitals and big pharma companies and biotechs. So who at a hospital are you selling to? So some of the large hospitals in Europe um, specifically treat uh, diseases such as cancer, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and so on. And so walk me, so I'm at a European hospital, I have Parkinson's, where does your technology come into play? So everything that's happening in the extant research in Parkinson's, the latest research that's published each single day all the clinical trials that are happening out there, everything that's being presented in posters and scientific congresses, press releases of pharma companies, working papers of large research centers, new patents, everything is extracted and analyzed in real time. And one could get as a physician a real-time overview of the state of the disease and different treatment therapies. Okay, so you are selling, we, you're, you're not selling a piece of hardware for a hospital or anything. You, you are taking all the intelligence and research and you're selling back content, essentially. Exactly. We I are see. democratizing data. Okay, so how data do you make money? That, that has been a monopoly of large data service companies manually curating data, hiring thousands of analysts in India and China. We are replacing all of that using AI leveraged algorithms. Okay, and how do you make money? Are you selling a subscription model or what? We, we license our platforms and products. What does that mean though? You're licensing the tool that captures the information or you're licensing just the content itself? We are licensing the tool as well as the content. Okay, so what does the average customer pay to get access to the tool? Uh, it's substantially cost-effective compared to the extant data service subscriptions that are available by large data companies. Okay, yeah, so my question, though, is on average, what are they paying you for access to that software? 
Uh, well, as I as I mentioned, um, it depends on the number of users. Uh, for something like ten users or so, it could um, the price could go range of six digit dollar figures per year, depending on what indication and what therapeutic area they are looking at. That's per year. That's per year. For and for a team of how many? Ten, you said. Right. Got it. Okay, so so you're obviously you sell there on a seat based model. Uh, give me more of the the background story here. What year did you launch the company in? So we started in 2011. I worked in consulting, and the co-founder was forming a lot of big data and machine learning startups in India. We both studied at Indian Institute of Technology, Bombay, together, and we said. Uh, in AI, there are four elements. You have computational power, you have algorithms, you have people, and you have data. The whole world seemed to be focusing on either the computational power aspect of it or throwing a new algorithm to an already existing problem, uh, like deep learning, neural nets, etc. Nobody was looking at the data side of the problem. We believe data will move the cheese. A, in terms of making it accessible to also smaller biotechs, smaller treatment centers in different parts of the world. And B, if you would input more relevant data into these computational engines, you would, you would get more relevant uh, insights that would really help you in decision making. So Gunjan, have um, you guys have you bootstrapped this company or have you raised capital? Yes. So we bootstrapped the company for the for the first five years. And then last year we raised our first round. Which was for how much? It was uh till now, uh, including pre-series A, we have raised um um around ten million dollars. Okay. And and but you're just to be clear, you're bootstrapped up until you know 2016, your first five years. Okay, and how did you fund the company while you were bootstrapped? Did you put a bunch of your own money in? We invested ourselves, we sold projects, and we pushed, uh, we pulled in the cash that that came in from the projects into developing products. So it was a IP. lot of consulting, professional services stuff. Okay, how much of your revenue now, though, percentage wise, is true SaaS revenue, monthly recurring revenue? 85%. Okay, so significant. Yes. Yeah, and what's your team size to date? We are around 140 people. Okay, and where are you based? We are based out of Frankfurt, Germany, and Pune, India. Germany and, and India. Yeah, and we are just, uh, we recently hired the CEO for United States and are going to have our first office in New Jersey. That's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and what are you at today in terms of total customers paying for the platform? So we have around six big pharma clients for various therapeutic areas. We also started some uh, pilots in, um, in the financial services space. Um, and we are trying to scale up the financial services business as well. Okay. So when you say those six big pharma companies, are the, like how many, I guess maybe the right question to ask is not how many companies, but how many people inside the companies are using your tool pretty aggressively? So you'd have upwards of around 200 users. I see. Across those six customers. Okay, got it. And um, and walk me through how you got these customers. You know, the healthcare sales or the health space sale is not an easy one. So how are you winning these contracts? 
So I think the the first sale is always the most difficult one, wherein you start with a POC um, and you prove your worth, your technology, your edge. And once that customer sees the value in the technology and in the offering, it scales up the offering to a more number of users to different therapeutic areas. Once you have the first big pharma, the second comes relatively easier and so on and so forth. And what, uh, how did you do that? I mean, did you, did you already know these big pharma companies from your consulting days? So of course, uh, I had an understanding of how they take, how they are organized, what kind of needs that they have, but, uh, a product, uh, sell approach was very different to what you do in consulting, which is more of a concept selling. So it was a hard sell in the beginning. But again, we tried to understand the problem and said, basically, we are going to invest our resources and try to find whether we could find a solution to this problem. And once we were able to prove that, then uh, the the company accepted uh, us as a partner and and scaling that POC. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com, click the red button that says install this on Gmail, and when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report, and you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use, www.thetopinbox.com. And now you told me earlier that on average, a 10 person team would pay about a hundred grand annually for this, which means one person might be $10,000 annually. You just shared with me, you have about 200 people across those six big pharma companies using this. So can I take 200,000 or sorry, 200 seats times the $10,000 number and assume you guys are doing about 166 grand a month right now on revenue? Um, See, it depends on the therapeutic area and the indication, uh, how complex it is, what kind of functionalities are needed on top of that data as a service uh, feed that we provide. So it varies. Uh, We are going to do upwards of, um, uh, we have passed the critical mass in terms of revenues for any SaaS or AI-based company. Which is what? So if you take any number, so I would say next year, for instance, we are going to do uh, anywhere uh, about 7 million euros in terms of revenues. Okay. And what are you at today in terms of run rate? Uh, In terms of run rate, we would be slightly above half of that. 
Okay, so you're currently at about 3.5 million euros in terms of your, so take last month's revenue multiplied by 12, you're at about 3.5 million euros. You think by the end of next year, you'll break 7 million. Is that accurate? We'll do around eight, yes. Okay, around around 8 million. Uh, got it. And as most of, you, you mentioned 85% of that revenue, uh, so call it 3.5 million this year, you said 85% of that is pure SaaS. Is that accurate? Uh, it's recurring, yes. Okay, and and- is that just a function of the the other 15% is just old legacy business or do you require that 15% of your revenue is professional services in the form of onboarding SaaS customers? Sometimes you need to customize your products. There are small tweaks needed uh, that reflect the internal processes at the clients and are aligned to their internal workflows. And a good, a good indicator of how well you're doing that is how long these co- companies stay with you. So on a seat-level basis, what does your churn look like annually? We haven't lost a single client that has licensed our products. Uh, so we haven't lost a single big So that means you're client. too cheap. You should triple your prices. <laughs> um, no, in life science, it's also about... Um, a purpose, and our purpose is to really help pharma companies fight uh, the biggest challenges in terms of oncology, neurodegenerative diseases. Come on, Gunjar, I do believe you, but I also know you're a capitalist like me, and you like making money too. <laughs> yes, we like making money. We we want to be successful, have the leverage, but at the same time, uh, also address the purpose, which is to democratize data and truly, truly uh, strive to get better patient outcomes, healthcare outcomes. Yep. What is it costing you to acquire one of these new, new customers? See, in our, in our space, uh, there are, um, once you get the first customer and the word goes out, and if you are covering the entire universe, uh, you have a good uh, understanding of business needs of of the clients. It is relatively easy to replicate the same at a newer client. Of course, we are working on some novel solutions, partnering. Well, no, with- Gunjar, I, I get all of that. But right as of right now, what's it cost? So, like, include any paid marketing, Google, like things like that. Any travel for your salespeople, salespeople's salaries, like your fully weighted CAC. What is it? So of course you have you have a commercial presence, etc. But the the cost of sales is marginal. Like like how marginal? It's uh, like for any any um, any SaaS company that would be comparable. Well, we'll get anchor that for us. What do you mean any SaaS company? So you're you're spend so you're using your lifetime value to CAC ratio is it says three. Somewhere around that. Okay, but you just told me your churn is nothing, which means lifetime value, you could argue, is infinity. So how do you decide <laughs> what lifetime value is? Lifetime value, typically, you, you take 10 years. Why do you typically right? take so 10 five years? To, five to 10 years, because it's a rapidly changing technology landscape. Uh, there are new companies emerging. So you really need to invest a lot on innovation. We have an innovation team. Uh, Gaurav Tripathi, the, the CTO and co-founder, heads technology and innovation at Innoplexus. We have 15 patent applications as we speak, and that number is going to increase next year substantially. Um, 
So, yeah. Um, so am I understanding you the, correctly? You said what, you know, you, you said at a minimum, you assume lifetime value is, is five years on, you know, one of, you know, anyone who starts paying for one of your seats. So one seat, right. those people are paying. So that's like, well, that's like 60 months, basically five years. And we talked earlier, one seat pays, you call it 10 grand a year. So right there, lifetime value, you put it at like a quarter of a million bucks, which means you can afford to spend, call it 75 grand on acquisition to hit the three to one ratio. Where are you spending that 75 grand typically? So to building commercial presence, understanding. Uh, what does that mean though, building commercial presence? I don't understand. So one would have to, it's not a one-to-one sell that you take a product and you just plug it in into any big pharma company. You have to understand what the business imperatives there are, what are the biggest challenges, and you need to position the products and the technology that you have to solutions that would solve those 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 problems. And that requires understanding of, of, those, um, of those problems, and that's done by our commercial team. Got it. Makes good sense, Gunjan. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? My favorite business book is uh, the the biography of the great Steve Jobs That's by a good Walter one. Zaxon. Number two, is there a CEO you're currently following or studying? Um, I follow John Chambers pretty closely and Elon Musk. Who's John Chambers? What's his company? He's the chairman of Cisco. Very good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? My favorite online tool would be... Um, would be the Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. All right. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four hours. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Married with kids. How many? One. One kiddo. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 34. All right, Gunjar. Last question. Take us back 14 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I would know that I should start the company immediately. There you go. not wait. <laughs> There you guys have it from Gunjan. He would have started his company earlier, his his current company, Inoplexis. He founded about six years ago, bootstrapped for the first five years, then raised $10 million in capital. They're now serving six big pharma clients, about to get into the financial services space as well. Across those six clients, they serve about 200 customers. This year, or right now, they're at a run rate of about 3.5 million euros. They'll break 8 million euros by the same time 2018 in terms of run rate. Uh, again, obviously next year. They're spending about 75 grand to acquire customers, building that out that commercial presence, which obviously gets easier with time $250,000 lifetime value with super low churn all with their team of 140 people across Germany and India Gunjan thank you for taking us to the top thank you Nathan it was a pleasure